Blog Talk Radio. Featured a lot of upsets for you all, including Pac beating Omega. Just going to say it. How's he going? Oh, and um, little Miss Perfect, you know, always on the paper, doesn't pay attention, you know. Bailey, that tree hugger, that landmine hugger, is no longer a hugger. Thank God. All right. So, I don't mean to say landmine hugger. She just, she hugs everything, folks. It does not matter. But I think that's about to change. Thank God. Ladies and gentlemen, also please welcome to the show my co-host, uh, one of the hostesses with the mostesses. She doesn't bring me hostesses. It's okay, though, because she's awesome lady from Southgate, Detroit, Michigan. Lady Lynn. Okay, this thing's a bit on the floor. All right, hello. Hey, yo, B-Train. What's happening, bro? Well, you know, I uh, was falling asleep through Monday Night Raw like I was most of the time because it was blah, blah, talk, talk, and then match. It wasn't terrible. It it was an in-betweener show again, but it wasn't as bad as me getting up and actually flushing my toilet again. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, it's been up and down lately, hasn't it? Well, that it has. But before we get into the Monday Night Raw melee, verbal melee, if you will, a lot of you have been asking me why didn't I cover AEW. I actually did spend the money, folks, the $50 to watch on the Bleacher Report app, which, by the way, if you're not a member, that's how you watch AEW pay-per-views because a lot of people fed into what was going on. Had a lot of cool moments like Arn Anderson giving Sean Spears a Arn Anderson-like spine buster. It was kind of mind-blowing. Arn looks really good, you know, for his age, and he gave and delivered an awesome spine buster to Sean. But that's not the only highlight you see. Darby Allen is a nutcase. We already knew this. So, Kenny Omega went one-on-one. Was supposed to go one-on-one with John Moxley. Um, Moxley's MRSA. That sounds so horrible. Um, it acted up. It flared up real bad before Double or Nothing in Chicago. And um, here's the funny thing for you. Not that I was intentional to laugh at fans, but they all thought CM Punk was going to join the fray. I hate to burst your bubble, folks, but he really, and I truly mean and say this nicely, he thought about it. We don't know when he's coming to AEW maybe or even WWE. That's not even out of the fucking question, but I find it funny that you all thought that he was going to be there. Just going to throw that out there. I wanted him to show up, 
But, however, I am going to laugh at the fans. That, oh, God, he's going to show up because it's in Chicago. Do you know how many times it's been done to him? I mean, come the fuck on, for real. I love CM Punk. Peace. You know why? Yeah, because he's not he's not going to do what you guys want. There go. Sometimes fans are getting really fucking spoiled in professional wrestling and I and I I love this whole heel like theme tonight. Do you know why folks? Because for those of you who thought Pac was going to lose because well he's a scrub, he's from 205 Live. No, before that Neville or whatever you know him as was critically acclaimed one of the best ever. Do you know why? The man is five foot seven. He's the same as Finn Balor's height, or five eight. And do you know what this man has had to go through and endure before he faced Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing? Do you? Let me just point this out. Fans were chanting two o five two o five at Pac during the match. Okay. There's a lot of uh, attempts at the Black Arrow. He hit, you know, Kenny Omega gave him a buckle bomb and a whole bunch of other sequences. I'm just going to touch base with this. For those of you who were cricket, cricket, chirp, chirping, that match between Pac and Omega, both men did an amazing thing. They told a fucking story. Just like Jericho versus Hangman Page. Now, did you honestly think Hangman Page was going to win the title? Early, I'm going to wait for this, sir, because you were sitting here giving me messages on our Instagram saying that, oh, Jericho's too old, and Omega's going to wipe the floor with Pac. Normally, I don't call people out on this, but you also said women's wrestling is just about as interesting as the new Lion King. Well, sir, let me just point this out. I may be 32 years old, but I didn't see any problem with the Lion King, the new version, because, duh, it has to fit the format of the old one. Not entirely, but it doesn't have to be carbon copy you know, song for song, but for you to say that the women's division is lacking in both, I, what pipe have you been smoking? Okay, so you said Pac was just, you know, another 205 Live reject that went to AEW. Well, look, I had my doubts, but I was cheering for Pac the whole time. Do you know why? Because all of you want to, you know, of course, surround yourself by the number one wrestler, Kenny Omega. There's no doubt about it. He has great talent. But if you watch the full length match, these two go at it back and forth. It just so happens this dude's move. I love Fox. His finisher maneuver. The bastard lock. Yeah, you call me 205, do you, you bastard? That's probably what was going through Pac's head. He proved a point, folks. He didn't have to say a word. All he did was make Kenny Omega just pass out. So, you know, my assessment on Double or Nothing, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, It was definitely new. Jericho cracks me up, though, at the end. He's in the back of the locker room. I guess that's what happens when you're champion. They're not prepared for you, so they give you cheap champagne, cheap salami, cheap olive. This is not what an olive looks like. It's typical Jericho fashion of being who he wants to be and not what some writer proposes he is. So it's not a shot at WWE. It is brutal honesty. You know, I think Jericho is more loose. Yes, he's 49 years old. But, you know, what they say, sometimes you don't need to teach a draw, uh, an old dog new trick. You don't have to. 
Jericho is and will always be a fucking genius behind the mic uh, as far as surrounding himself with talent that can put him over. It doesn't necessarily mean old guys need to put young guys over in some instances, folks. That's what some of you misunderstand in professional wrestling. Okay. Now, I will mention the other things like, oh, gee. Good Lord, Darby Allen, you nutcase. He came off the top of the bear, uh, the turnbuckle with a fucking huge keg barrel. It breaks on the steel steps because the guy he's trying to hit dodges. So there's that moment. Now you're saying I didn't watch AEW. I don't have time to go through all the matches. I just want to point out the oh yes, and Cody Rhodes coming out and. You know, you know, he had cosplay of Star Trek Voyager. God bless that man. Everyone's talking about how horrible AEW's pay-per-view was. Like, what the fuck, dudes? They're a company for a reason. Okay, they established income based off the how many T-shirts bought from ProWrestlingTees.com, which is where you can get your AEW and all the latest independent wrestling merchandise. Trust me, it's a hotbed for it. Or Gannon, by the way, folks, buy his merch, or he'll suplex you, and he'll take you to the true version of Suplex City. Buy it, ProWrestlingTees.com. Dig it. Alright, so, and that's the cheap fallacies, you know. I believe AEW is a force to be reckoned with because they show you some, not only something different, but something that's a different flavor. Yes, Jericho gig but it's not really going to change who he is. And yes, Arn Anderson got involved. Maybe it's because he really wanted to. That's all I can tell you. So, right? So, let me think. Oh, yes. Sasha fucking Banks. What an influence she is. Do you know... Has she had influence on people? Yes. And I just, I I don't know. I was surprised. Uh, Lady Lynn was surprised. Just a lot of people in general were surprised um, what Bailey had done at the tail end of Monday Night Raw. So I know we're supposed to discuss most of what happened on Monday Night Raw, but uh, oh, well, okay, there was one other interesting thing before we get into that during Off the Rails, but um, this has been a long dream of fans to come. Bailey has, you know, really come into her own. She's now WWE SmackDown Live's champion. She, you know, oh, before I, like I said, before I get in, Samoa Joe and Ricochet. The dude who, you know, yes, he, I realized, you know, I'm going to say this because it's my show. The guy who had controversy by putting a finger up his bum. Yes. That guy. You know, it, it's not, it's not my fault that I, some, you, you guys send me links and I just happen to read them. I mean, obviously, being a broadcast journalist, I don't, I can't super kick Stan. Obviously, he's an AEW. You see what I mean? You see what I did there? His name's Sean. How ironic! God, you guys are fucking assholes. You know, it's just funny to me that you're sending messages through Instagram, Jim. Because here's the real deal: I report what I read. Not by Meltzer, because that asshole is so fucking stupid. I'm only saying mean things towards a reporter that really doesn't... He thinks that I slander him. No, Meltzer, here's the deal. If you actually knew what was going on, you wouldn't be such a fucking prude. Going to each locker room, you know, and saying, Oh, I speculate this is going to happen. If I had the effects for Shawn Michaels... It would sound something like this. It is. 
because, well, for the last, you know, week and a half, there have been rumors, folks, that Enzo and Cass would all of a sudden jump ship from Ring of Honor and go back to NXT. And I'm glad Triple H put this on blast. You know why? Because it's all coming back to me now why Enzo is and will always be a target. It's because he's a shit starter. Oh, yeah, bro. You know, why did you break your leg? Because the canvas was uneven, bro. You know how things go. No, I don't think a WWE canvas is uneven. It's pretty much well put together. So, that being said... I must get Lady Lynn's thoughts on... Well, okay. Since we were falling asleep during like 62% of the show, I'd like to get Lady Lynn's thoughts on what mattered tonight on Monday Night Raw. Well, be trained that all depends on what you're referring to. I zoned out for about half of Monday Night Raw, so. Yeah, I kind of played games on my phone, and Lady Lynn was playing games on her Kindle Fire. Not like we're making this shit up, because. It's okay, Sasha did better this week. Thank the Lord. Heyman worked with her. Let Heyman work with her, please, because she was more in tune with what she was supposed to be doing. So I just, I just, you know, look, folks. It's not that we hate Monday Night Raw. It's not that we talk mad shit about the show that used to be the must-see TV no, we're not stealing Mrs. Puns, but it used to be, <laughs> holy fuck, I'm on the edge of my seat. I must see what is on it next week. I have never been so humiliated to say this, but boy, I miss the Monday Night Wars, and I wish that AEW would have tried Monday nights. Well, they realized that Paul Heyman's writing for WWE, and they said, oh, you know, like the current SpongeBob memes, I'm out of here. <laughs> maybe they I mean, just I don't think maybe they're... they actually learned from history and they you know they remember what happened during the Monday night wars and they don't want to be buried. So maybe that's why it's going to be more like a Wednesday night war. They wanna try and bury NXT. That's also okay. And this is my opinion. I don't care. I like both sides. Uh, Do you really honestly think that WWE is just going to go into this laying down? I honestly, AEW is, you know, a strong company because they're backed by Cody Rhodes, Dustin Reynolds, you know. They've got backings from Chris Jericho, a billionaire by the name of Tony Khan. The last billionaire to run up against Vince, well, his company, you know, TNT, basically helped fund WCW. And when he sold the rights to WCW show Nitro to AOL, that's when things started going fucking south. Also, when David, you know, David Arquette became the world champion. When Kevin Nash took the finger poke of doom. You asked me if I can find anything negative to say tonight. Well, I found a little bit. I also found a balance of positive. Off the Rails Uncensored is going to feature my thoughts about, well, the inevitable... Bailey heel turn, which I don't know why they're like, oh, we got to find the right moment. We got to find the right moment. What took you fuckers so long is all I can say. And I know that a lot of women are happy with the whole Bailey heel turn. Some are not. I don't know how many Bailey feels, but that is her idol. So 
Jesus Christ. I just, oh. I don't, I, I don't know how you feel, Lady Lynn, about, you know, the fact that it took her being in the shadows of Becky and all these words being thrown around at her. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will allow my co-host to say exactly what went through her mind when she saw the whole shebang happen on Monday Night Raw. B-Train, I'm feeling a lot of mixed emotions about this right now. I've kind of been a fan of Bailey for a while. Off and on, you know. You know how it is. You You love a person, then you get tired of them, then you love them again, then you tire of them. Well, I, th- I think I've probably just found myself a permanent love of Teal Bailey. And what I have to say about this happening is it's about fucking time. You know, it's always the nice ones are the ones that you least expect to snap. But when they do, ooh, you might as well unleash you might as well open the gates of hell and unleash Cerberus. Well, I don't know about that. It took the bitch long enough for her to turn because the company realized. I'm just going to say this on the record. It took the company. And like Jesus Christ, dude, how long have we as fans been saying this to you? And yet, you know, you're like, oh, we don't listen to you. We really don't value your opinion because we don't pay. Okay, who pays to put fucking money on the plate? Not us. Oh, so your ticket sales, the bill goes directly to the fucking auditor of the fucking arena, right? You don't think I know this shit? Like, for real. Bailey turning was a huge momentum swing in WWE's favor. They're, you know, AEW may be laughing and saying, Oh, wow, it took you a year. Like, wow, guys, it took you how long to construct your company? I know this was in the making ever since Cody was in Ring of Honor. I didn't, because he kept saying be elite, be elite. See, there's little hints. You know, Bailey may not say things outwardly, but I'm glad that my co-host shed some light. Because, dear Lord, she's right. You love someone, you hate someone. Then you fall back in love with them again. I never really liked Bailey from NXT. I always thought she was a pushover, to be honest with you. And now that Sasha comes back, you know, these two have always been close. And, and Becky was always the sidekick. It's kind of true in a sad sense of the word. But, I mean, I mean, let's look at the facts, shall we? When the four, out of all the four horsemen formed that Sasha was the strongest, right? I don't know if Charlotte's going to align with Becky, but I do sense the four horsewomen feud about to go down, and I'm all for it. I don't know about you, Lady Lynn, but I really like the idea. Oh, absolutely, B-Train. It's going to give the fans something to really talk about. Not to mention, probably haven't seen rivalries quite like those for... Ooh. I don't even know. I don't even know when the last time we saw a good rivalry among the women's division was. But to tell you the truth... Like I said, if, if there was any ever any doubt of who Bailey would align herself with, well, I think it's pretty safe to say that that doubt has been quashed now. I mean, you can't deny the facts, fans, that, you know, Bailey works really hard, and so does Charlotte, so does Becky, so does Sasha. Now that all four are back in lingo with one another. I can just see it happening. 
I hope they make this, you know, a wet, you know, a wet fan, a fanboy's wet dream come true. So, like, what I mean by this is, it'd be a dream come true if Charlotte joined forces with Becky. I know those two had a good history with one another. Used to be Paige, Charlotte, Becky, and then that alliance went away. And all of a sudden, you have the stars aligning with Sasha and Bailey having a wonderful match in NXT in Brooklyn. And when Sasha won the championship away from Bailey, or Bailey won it from Sasha, my bad, it was like a passing of the torch. And when all four women were standing in the ring, you know these women were something special. So for these women to be working one another, I love it because. I mean, yeah, I'm very hardcore about who I like in the women's division because it's been a fucking minute since we've seen this kind of shit. Especially seeing how the women's division used to be a joke in WWE. Because the time and the current setting situation for it was, oh, just eye candy for the men. And some of you may be asking, well, why don't you show no interest? It's like, well, I think it's probably because, uh, yeah, I have no interest in women. So we're not going to get into that at all. So, (laughs) okay, yes. I agree. I think that the women's division has definitely gotten so much better uh, since NXT's been implemented. The women's division got a makeover. Some of you really hate on Trish Stratus. I don't know what it is. And you know what? It's it's all good because I'll just point out this. You know, it's like the old saying goes, if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say it at all, bitches. All right. So, moving forward. I think what me and my co-host are trying to say, I know what we're trying to say, is very, very fucking annoying that, you know, it took a year and a half, but hey, it's better late than never, as the old adage goes, with Bailey. Yeah, I knew Sasha's a bitch, but you know what? I'm going to be really even more confused with Bailey to please do not turn her baby face. That actually, you know what, it helped her. See, why couldn't, for all you people saying it's not time for them to change, well, Cena, as much as people like to hate on him, yeah, before the whole, you know, you can't see me, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect, John Cena was kind of a heel, not really, he's a tweener, I get it. He used to wear like a whole bunch of jerseys to the ring and used to rap. It was horrible, but he made it work. Bailey is like the female John Cena, except for with hairier bosoms and hairier armpits, you know. But, you know. He drinks. Shut up. (laughs) Well, it's true. You know, she sets off metal detectors, folks. I can't. I'm sorry, part of me feels the need to give her some shit because thank you, woman. It took you long enough. It took the writing staff long enough. Jesus Christ, Michael Hayes. Good Lord. Well, Heyman was the one behind the writing. I don't care. I love Paul. I love his writing style. Now, I may disagree with some of the shit that goes and he says about his clients. You know, about him being the reigning, defending Universal Champion, and not anymore. Sorry, I, I dozed off thinking about boring, boring laser. Well, I thought you were... Well, I thought you were snoozing off because of Darren Corbin, but, you know, we'll get to that. That fool now has a <laughs> triple threat match due to... John Cone, it's not his decision, but management. Boy, I didn't know John Cone had a voice. But, Ooh, my gosh, he he was animated tonight, folks. That was 
more animated than Earl Hebner in the Montreal Screwjob. Oops, did I go there too soon? <laughs> I don't think All I've right. ever seen a ref blow up that much. Holy Jesus crap. Well, I thought it was great because you and I were half awake. And they made the decision to be Ricochet, Samoa Joe, and Baron Corbin. I mean, Baron Corbin. Next week in the (laughs) King of the Ring, uh, was it final tournament? I think the semifinals, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, semifinals. You see, Baron Corbin is like Granny Hulkster's least favorite team, the Kansas City Queefs. He thought that he was going to get a bye, just like the Queefs thought they were going to just roll into the Super Bowl. But let me just refer to you like this. See, now the Raiders are like Samoa Joe or Ricochet. And they is going to swarm and just beat the ever-living crap and tar and feather and public humiliate the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Baron Corbin. And they, they, folks, will prove that whoever comes out on top victorious, we all know it's going to be Ricochet, so we think, because WWE is throwing this curveball now, instead of the normal change-up. Yeah. So it's like, wow, Bailey turning a triple threat next week. You guys are actually listening to us? Huh, cool. You know, it's it's give or take. I'm the mad science experiment that keeps this fucking or holds the glue for this fucking uh, shit together. I'm not that much of an egomaniac, folks. I know they don't fucking care what I say or any other podcast or keyboard warrior has to say. Or do they? Nah, they don't. So, anyways, it's about that time where if you have small children... Please put on a fucking headset because let me introduce you to a show that has been copyrighted since March 7th of 2016. A show called Off the Rails Uncensored. Any duplication or production of the title Off the Rails Uncensored or any likeness thereof will be dealt with in a small civil court of law. You will be fined $45 and any reproduction shall be paid to the rights of Brian Rails sole creator of Off the Rails Uncensored. All right, enough fucking babbling. Buckle up, fuckers. It's time to get inside my head. Enter at your own risk. Oh, I do not own the rights to Glasgow Cross, a theme used by Nikki Cross, Superstar World Wrestling Entertainment, World Wrestling Incorporated, 2019. All rights reserved. World Wrestling Entertainment, the likeness I do not own, the theme I do not own, the music I do not own. Therefore, I have covered all all of the bases regarding the business rights world wrestling entertainment being Glasgow Cross produced by Jim Johnson, world wrestling entertainment retired producer. <gasps> Let's get the music and party started. Dig it. <laughs> second day of September, and I'm already gearing up for October. You know why? Because it must be Halloween. Bailey is not in between. Although it was seen on screen that Bailey turned heel. And oh, how much great fan appeal she has. You know, a little fucking poem was not rehearsed. I just made that up on the spot. So, thank you. And like Lewis Black says, and good night. There's nothing I can do but fuck up our relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my specialties. I don't know. It's like, I'm glad you guys, you know, it's like a, not on Broadway, but I'm going to say it anyways. 
I'm glad that you're all here. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I've never expected you all could afford Broadway prices. It's just I'm I'm just gonna continue quoting Lewis Black because this is kind of I'm at a, an, an amazement stage watching WWE Raw. It's like a love hate relationship, you know. You tell your friends, oh, you got to listen to Brian Reynolds. He's really funny. That puts a lot of goddamn pressure on me because if I'm not crazy or funny or psychotic, you're fucked. There's just some instances where here's the deal. I feel the need to tell you all exactly what's inside my head, which might scare you. It might offend you. It might tune you out, make you unfollow me on Facebook. But what it really does is just give me a sense of expressionism, give me a sense of relief. Tonight, I mentioned how Pac shocked the world against Omega and it's not a shock that he won because and you know and everyone else knew that he was fully capable of winning that match. It's like the Raiders the odd probability of the, the Raiders beating the Chiefs. No one believes it'll happen for a million years. Well guess what, fuckers? The Raiders I don't normally talk a lot of shit because I know it'll come back to bite me in the ass. But if there's one thing I like shoving in Chiefs fans' faces. So, how's it feel to know that you lined up a guy off during the AFC Championship game? He doesn't need help. Brady's already a fucking cheater. Just like, how do you expect Pop to beat Omega. Omega's the number one wrestler in the world. This is true. But like any underdog, there's always a, there's always a chance that that 1% or 2% that you feel is not guaranteed to beat you will actually come back to bite you in the ass. Just like Pac beating Omega I boldly predict that the Raiders will beat the Chiefs in the second week. Sorry, Granny Holkster. I don't support a team that wears Ronald McDonald colors. Ketchup and mustard are not real football colors. And two, Hawk beat Omega. I know she doesn't know those. Well, she knows of Neville, but she doesn't know about Kenny Omega. It's okay. It's okay. Anyways, enough of my football analogies. I, by the way, folks, football season starts next week where Chiefs fans will be crying. They will be. Trust me. It, it, you'll you'll see it on the news, the 6 o'clock news. Woman gets upset and gives all her cats away to the veterinarian clinic because the Chiefs lost. I just, you know, throw that out there. Uh, okay, back to wrestling, shall we? Enough ESPN analysis of shit. Now, Angel Fishes. You know, it's rude to lurk in my doorway. As you can tell, I have lack of sleep because I have periodic sleep, and today at work was a sale day. So, it went well. I think our store is now completely barren and bog, so... It'll probably have, you know, a lot of variety of carts tomorrow for us to put out on the floor. So it's no big deal for items, you know, that is. Anyways, I'm getting so fucking sidetracked right now, it's not even fucking funny. Okay, so, Ailey, thank God I can buy your merchandise without feeling ashamed or losing a bet. Or wanting to wipe my ass with it. Because here's the deal. Bailey's an excellent performer. She deserves credit where credit is due. It's about goddamn time that the creative team decided to quit choking her. 
not letting her character breathe. Who's to blame? I know who, like Nikki Cross, I know, I know. Come on, you fucks. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. We've been waiting. The fan base in WWE has been waiting for a year for Bailey to turn. The reason why they did not, and this may sound foolish, you know, it's the kiddies. You know, she's she's a kid person. She, kids love her. You can't change. You cannot turn her because of the kiddies. Well, you know, the kitties can cry, they can boo, they can wail, they can beseech, they can beg, they can moan. But that won't change the fact that now I can I cannot wait to see Bailey's new line of merchandise. Better not be that ponytail that makes her look like a big Sasquatch. Why, you know, I think, folks, sometimes when Bailey looks in the mirror... She sees Bigfoot. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) It's just... She on the real, though. It's not just the match in Brooklyn that put Bailey on the map. There's a reason why WWE sought her out. You know, she's part of the first class of NXT. Very first class. She, you know, she was an NXT champion. She left a good impression. She was the first Raw Women's Champion that, well, most people don't realize, oh, well, we forgot about you. And that's kind of hurtful considering how hard she worked. So, yeah, I may give a a lot of shit to her, but that doesn't mean I necessarily deny talent. So, here's what I'm going to tell you. You give the devil his due. She's getting there. She just jumped on the on the fucking wagon finally because the staff, like I said, I feel like some of the shit they did for her was very unnatural. Like I'm, cer- I'm certain that she wanted to tear Alexa's head off at Extreme Rules with that kendo stick. I'm certain that she wanted to destroy Charlotte Flair at one point or another. Bailey's been a lot more aggressive. Maybe that was our first hint. I gotta tell you, sometimes I want to snooze when she talks. They're like, why did you do that, Bailey? Because it's going to be so fucking obvious. Charlie Caruso is going to stand in the back. They're going to do another Tron. Why did you do that? And then Bailey's going to proceed to get either good writing or bad writing for her promos. And she'll explain to you all why she did it. Thank God for, you know, finally letting Bailey see what she has been missing. Now, I know Granny's not going to like the fact that Bailey turned her back on Becky, but this moment, folks, is not as iconic, maybe, as Hogan turning on WCW, Lesnar going to the suplex by either Big Show or Strowman, and the ring collapsing. But it's pretty iconic for the women's division because this is the point where everyone's going to wonder, okay, is Charlotte going to join forces with Becky? Is there going to be some kind of alliance formed by Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch? Because Charlotte is going after Bayley's championship at Clash of Champions. Sasha is going after Becky's championship. Isn't this fucking ironic? And yes, I'm going to use a lot of more sets words. And yes, I really do think. <laughs> I'm not going to go into the full song. But 
I mean, think about it. This is something so cool to me because I love seeing women fight. As sick and twisted as this is, there's sometimes where you just want to see women beat the holy fuck out of each other just so you can say, holy shit, these women. I don't know what the fascination with us men is, but you know, when women get into fights with one another. But these are like sisters, you know? It's not your stereotypical, oh, you hit me with a pillow, I'm gonna, I broke a nail, or, no, it's Bailey, you know, basically, Bailey finally got written as a serious character, and she was not taken seriously by some, because her character was too lovey-dovey, too nice. He's like the perky bitch in the morning that no one wanted to greet and be like, hey, good morning to you too. I'd be the fucker sitting right across from Bailey saying, why the fuck are you so cheery and smiling all bubbly? Don't give me a hug. I, That's what I would say to her. <laughs> and back, you know, back when Bailey was not, you know, she was just the... I love you, you love me. We're one big happy family type Bailey. But now she's like, you know, Bailey's like the Jekyll and Hyde Bailey. She's like, I'm a nice bitch. Now I'm the bitch. And, you know, I got to say, it's about goddamn time. God, we waited almost two years for this shit to go down. They're like, well, we didn't want to do it just yet. Why? Because you were transposing your show on the Fox on Fridays? Come on. I don't know if that's such a great idea for you guys to be on that channel. I don't care what channel you're on. I'm going to watch you. I'm also going to be watching AEW beginning October 2nd. I don't know why you guys went to pay-per-view, but that's on you guys. You guys made a shit ton of money. I mean, it was sold out in Allstate. Of course, you guys wanted to see him. I, I'm not going to lie. I wanted him, too. But anyways, back to the whole Sasha, Becky, Charlotte thing. Oh, and Bailey. It's about time that we had to get a voodoo doll out and be like, Bailey, turn heel. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is like the biggest thing that happened on Monday Night Raw. The people now are that didn't tune in are like, man, I got to watch it next week. Of course, it's going to be at Madison Square Garden, you know. The best, in my opinion, one of the most legendary arenas in sports entertainment. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be there next week for the contract signing of Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. So I, I must say, folks, I'm impressed that people forget MSG housed Ring of Honor. Are they supposedly gonna gonna have seats? I you know I've heard from friends of friends. Oh, they still have seats. They still have seats available. That's not fucking humanly possible. AEW sold out, or not AEW? Ring of Honor sold out. <laughs> I'm sure the AE Dubs is probably gonna go to Madison Square Garden, but WWE. They've got history. There's the first WrestleMania in that building, which my uncle was a part of. Which is a known fact. The taxi driver asked him, hey, do you want to go to this thing called WrestleMania? I can't go. I got business to attend. I don't want to watch some stupid wrestling. My uncle actually got to see the Rockettes, Liberace, Cindy Lauper, you know the list. Anyway, so WWE will be at Madison Square Garden. Do you know I've been looking forward to this. It hasn't been in such a long time. And I thought I would tell the world, you know, it's not a bad idea to go to this because why not? I ain't got nothing to do. It's more or less now I want to see the brawl between Sasha, Becky, Bailey. I mean, the, the thought of her turning on one of her best friends since NXT. It was it was just like mind blowing. It just, it finally happened. 
I don't care what you guys are telling me about Meltzer. Fuck that dude. Yes, he's like the dirt sheet guy that cannot get predictions right. Oh, yeah. Let's predict Enzo and Cass. Let's also predict WrestleMania 34, dickbag. Thanks to you, we could have had a decent WrestleMania. But because you blab, look what we got. We had to wait a whole year for Mania 35 to be decent. Actually, awesome, that is. So, anyways, I wonder, I'm going to check the ratings because I think it's a bit low for 2.8 to 3.1 to 3.2. Now, the first hour got a 3. Okay, so this is here. The second hour got a 2.8. One of the highest segments was probably Yowie Wowie with Bray Wyatt and using McMahon as a devil. Holy fuck. I think that's one of the greatest things. Yeah. When he sucks in the money, what is he, a bending unit? I just, I thought it was so funny because it's like, okay. Do you know how many people will get in trouble if they said that about Vince McMahon? even if it's non-gimmick? I think the answer is a lot of people would get in trouble or you'd just single out one person for making fun of his, you know, traits. It, the truth is, fans, if you do put asses in seats, Vince likes the money that you bring him. And he'll just put you in the main event. Just like Liggity Split. But if you suck balls and you don't make money, you're going to end up, you know, at one of them garage sales, like, uh, well, I guess I'll be selling all my goodbye items because I made Vince mad. It's not just him. I mean, I wonder who he's going to put as a puppet, you know, for Triple H, or if he's that wise and won't do that. I don't know. <laughs> but Bray, like, uh, Bray Wyatt's segment where he, and he said, I apologize on behalf of everyone. I just want to say, you know, the theme, though, he helps feed my addiction. He helps feed my violence. I got to say, the dynamic that is shown in that story segment, you know, this is that with Yowie or Ray Wyatt's Firefly House. Dude, that fits him so perfectly. It's almost fucking scary. Okay? Also, we found out that The Undertaker will be returning on SmackDown Live. And I don't know what's possessing all these things to go down, but it's like, okay, so The Undertaker's coming back. Stone Cold is coming back. I'm going to guess, is Booker T or Shawn Michaels or Triple H coming back anytime soon? And I wouldn't mind, you know, because we grew up on these guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh I mean, I don't care. Stone Cold shows up half drunk, half naked. I don't give a damn. I don't care if The Undertaker shows up with one shoe on. It's <laughs> it's still a group of legends that make the show worthwhile watching. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. So Sasha started the whole thing by adding fuel to the fucking fire, you know, just pouring gasoline all over it, and just watching her creation unfold, unfold because, you know, as Bailey's like, enough is enough, you know, with Becky, whatever. And then all of a sudden she takes the chair and she starts, although she could have hit her harder, come the fuck on. Really, though, she didn't want to injure her. I was like, I get that. She could have hit her harder. She's doing, she's got to learn, you know, when you hit someone with a chair, dear, you have got to hit harder than that. I give her props, though, because the, the woman doesn't know how to hit the broad side, of a, broad side of a barn, just like the Chiefs don't know how to hit a field goal in the clutch in the playoffs. Granny Holkster posting all that Chiefs crap on my timeline. Do you know... Every time that you post a mean meme, a horrible meme, do you know a clergyman loses their life? You know that a Lord loses time off their religious life? 
I heard that the Pope would like to see Granny Holkster, but to convert her to a Raiders fan because he says the Chiefs are so unholy. You know, they they exercise so many demons, they get wore out. I'm not full of it, folks. I just, I'm just relaying the good news, you know? Just, you know, trying to spread the word, not convert Granny by any means. Why she doesn't, con- you know, she, I love her to death. That's just to answer that question, Jim. And you're still talking, so. Anyways, as I was saying, there are those of us who thought Bailey was pretty much done because when she picked up the chair, the instant, holy fuck, she might do it, she might do it, turned into, holy shit, she actually did do it. I'm I'm just going to say, I think it's about time they let her loose and let her release all this pent-up aggression that they've been making her bury under the hugger persona. They've been, they've been smothering her with that for too long, B-Train, so it, it well, was inevitable I mean, that she was eventually going to snap. It's like Hogan, folks. I'll use this comparison. She may not be Hulk Hogan. But you imagine being stuffed in the fucking red and yellow and not being able to release how you felt, how you were, whatever was going through your head. Then when Hogan finally leg-dropped Savage at Bash the Beach, it let him fucking loose. The same thing with Bailey on tonight's Monday Night Raw. It kind of had that effect, but there's no group to, to help it along. Or is there? Because the Four Horsemen was built on women that were ruthless, women that worked hard, and women that represented, you know, what they're expected. So, Becky, you have the ground and pound. Charlotte was the submission, high-flying, you know. I can't believe she did the high-flying maneuver. Oh, that was awesome. But, you know, and Bailey was always the, oh, my gosh, she has great technical work. Lucia. He trained. Did we lose the connection? about that folks technical difficulties as I was saying it's about damn time that they turn Bailey and by the way I know I have a minute left Lady Lynn can you hear me now yeah hear you loud and clear B-Train uh, it was WWE listening into my show and trying to you know silence me I don't think that's the case I think it's just technical difficulties um so as I was saying, I think it's about damn time that they pulled the plug on hugger section daily and implemented. I did this because I'm tired of living in the shadows. I'm tired of 
pleasing everybody and catering to every whim of every child. Like, I'm sure Bailey's still going to be at charities, whatever. That doesn't mean she's going to stop charities, so crazy soccer moms, hold your beers, you know. You know, it's it's just a matter of time, okay, before Bailey puts it or tells it like it is. And I can't wait to hear her thoughts. Because in my opinion, in Lady Lynn's opinion, and other fans' opinion, or opinions, there's no excuse for what you did to her character. You cannot fucking deny the fact that you literally killed her character for a whole, almost a year and a half, two, three years that she was on main roster. There was a reason why the Canadian crowd in Montreal booed her ass. It's because she wasn't fucking grasping the fact she can't be good guy forever. You cannot... Some people turn from, you know, baby face to fucking heel in five minutes flat in the Fast and the Furious movie. It took Bailey forever in a day to change. It's because there was no fucking doubt about this. It's just, I hated her character. Do you know why? Because to me, it wasn't vicious enough. It wasn't evil enough. It didn't scream, I'm a bad guy, look at me now. It doesn't have to be like that, no. But considering the fact she came from NXT as this wholesome, innocent, nice girl next door... And then they finally took notice of what the fans had been saying. I like they, you know, better late than never, fuckers, because honestly, it's just like you want to point the finger at one person or another, you know. They said, well, Vince is the one that oversees all the characters. I understand that. But Bailey needs, needed this. She needed this boost the fucking confidence that I'm going to let loose. I'm going to be me and there's going to be nobody stopping or stepping on me in between. And I think that was a brilliant idea because you need this. Your rival was not expecting it. Your rival as in AEW. It's going to be a war, ladies and gents. That's why I think this is happening. It's going to be a fucking all-out war. Will it stop? Uh, I don't think it will. So, you know. I'm lost off Bailey getting the monkey off her back. And two, you know, ladies and gents, I don't even really extend my show past an hour because of my work. But I'm going to just point this out. If you think for one second that they're going to turn Bailey back into a baby face, might as well rub the genie lamp in Aladdin and try to wish for three wishes to get yourselves back to the real world. Because, oh, by the way, what's up, UK? How you doing, Australia? What's up, United States of America? What's up, Canada, Latvia, Indonesia, Tokyo, Japan, Venice, Italy, all the people, all the wonderful people, Norway. Thank you all for listening to my crazy shit. Germany, how's it going? Denmark, Sweden, how you doing? Uh, what's up, Britain? What's up, South Wales? How are you doing? How's it going? Sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I didn't have enough advertisements for y'all tonight. But uh, tune in tomorrow around 5, actually 6.30 Eastern, because I'm back on the East Coast, 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, it was a wonderful evening of my random, random, random rants. No, I'm not going to do a random dancing thing like that. I partly, I wish. I wish. Anyways, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails has to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. This, Mr. Rails, yes, I have to sleep, so. I love you all, and uh, Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, well, 
call me what you will, but don't call this lady crazy. Alright, folks, that'll do it for tonight's show. If you like the show, please follow, give us a follow or listen on iTunes. It is free. It is free, bitches. Why the freaking fact? Why are you playing with me like that? I don't think so. I don't know. I like this theme a lot better. I don't know. What do you think I should play it just for shits and giggles? No fun. I think we'll just play this thing just because it's WrestleMania and because AEW kind of missed out on him. So we'll just play his, you know, enhanced thing. Hey, fuckers, hit my thing. I don't care. Hit the music. Hit my outro. Dig it. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. (laughs) 